city I've been browsing. Treading water that they drown in. My head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. And welcome to episode 100 of the Smash Accept Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore DadFF. And yes, that's correct. I said 100 episodes. It has been, it's such a milestone. I'm super excited about it. Tonight, we're going to kind of run you through memory lane a little bit. Some of the, the hits, the misses, the, the great guests, everything that we've, we've done over the, over the past year and some change. And, uh, you know, this... I, a lot of you guys don't realize this, but originally, you know, I had my own podcast. It was the Dynasty Refinery, and I just didn't like how things were going. So I was like, yo, I'm going to create the Dynasty Dad Pod. You know, like, I'm just going to kind of do my own thing. And it was about the time that, that COVID hit, and I was like, I, I was like, you know what? Well, let's, let's start a group chat. You know, let's start getting some guys here. And these two guys, I mean, like, we've become absolute like brothers over the years and I, I messaged both of them and I wanted to get this whole thing started so it's funny because they brought they came in on Dynasty Dad episode 3 now we're on Smash Except episode 100 it's a quite a bit of a difference in introduction here but let me start off first by introducing you know he is the main person on the Trey Lance bandwagon he's been the the one of my best friends in the industry, someone who absolutely keeps me in check. You know, he's like, Dad, tone it down a little bit. You're getting a little bit too excited. Analytically based, where the rest of us are just flying around here with the emotions. Lead analyst over at Fantrax. Fantastic guy overall. Welcome to the show for the hundredth time, Mung. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I, I cannot believe that we are hitting the 100th episode mark. It's uh, it feels way longer than two years, and I think COVID certainly uh, skews our sense of time, but in general, I mean, I feel like we talk so much football. I mean, obviously giving advice, but just talking football, too, uh, whether it's trades or player analysis and, you know, trading strategies that it's easy to just kind of get lost in all of that because it kind of melds together in my mind, but... I mean, whatever it is we're talking about on each and every episode, I feel like it's engaging and it, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, and it started as a group chat. I mean, we started this thing Cinco de Mayo 2020 was when everything actually kicked <laughs> off. I created the, the chat and, you know, we're going to talk about some of the guys that were in there. But, you know, we, we just we started it there and the three of us vibed from the beginning. You know, if if you were on Twitter and you were posting Dynasty Trades or on my fantasy league, in, in, you know, January to May of 2020, it was Mung, myself, and John that were answering all of your questions, you know, and that's why we started this thing. Uh, next to introduce, you know, a guy that, that needs no introduction, he's Century Club John today, he's been Rookie Fever John, he's been, you know, 101 Rookie rookie Draft John, he's been all the different Johns, that sounded a little awkward, but, you know, Antonio Gibson Fan Club, and just, you know, like a, like a, Brother from a different mother on the podcast. John, welcome again to the show. Cannot believe I'm sitting here on our 100th episode. This is a fantastic feeling. That CEDO, the Century Club, like you said. And and let me just say, Dad, I mean, what an incredible journey it's been. It's been a lot of fun. I, I consider you guys brothers. We have responded to literally thousands of trades at this point, and we've had so much fun doing it. It got me through the pandemic. It's been fun to watch the community build and build and build. The Patreon, shout out to those guys again, and so many of other people that have contributed to the show. It's all about the community for me, and really just can't wait to just keep it going with you guys. So great to be on for this one. Yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing, like, so here's the original message to you guys is like, Hey, I'm starting an umbrella group of super active owners to so talk trade advice, you know, people that really associate Dynasty Trades with this group, you know, and I'd love you guys to both join. And I love it. And we're talking about the conversation here. And John and I are like, yeah, let's come up with some names. So originally, I was going to create another podcast called Smash Except, but you were like throwing out names. We're like, Tricks of the trade, pick a side, splash moves, yes. the 101 of podcasts. You know, we, we got dad jokes for days on this podcast. It's kind of one of the things that we're, you know, always out there. But guys, it's just been such a fun and crazy ride. And I think none of us anticipated where we'd be right now. You know, like we all had visions and there's for been sure. times where we've, you know, had ups and downs. But honestly, 
it's been fantastic ever since the word go. Uh, we're going to share a bunch of different videos today, and then we're going to give you some takes. You know, we don't want it just to be like memory lane. This is what we did. This is how we do it. Um, so I'm going to share with you guys. The first one here is going to be from episode three, where we really, we really started vibing. At this point, it was still the Dynasty Dad pod, but I was like, yo, let's get these guys on here. Let's let's talk smash, except let's just make this show straight about trades, right? The biggest thing in podcasts, and if you guys are starting out a podcast, find a niche. Find what you guys are good at. From day one, for us, it's been talking trades. I mean, we know what we want when we would talk trades. We know exactly how we want to do it. So here's our first clip. My view on trades right now, I think that the active owners are going to prosper this year. I mean, Mike, I've heard you talk about it. And uh, it's actually why I got my, my more cowbell shirt on. Um, we need more trades. We got a, got fever. a fever. Yeah. <laughs> Only prescription. More trades. I love it. You know, it made me go by the cowbell. And this was literally the point where it went from, exactly, it went from us just like talking trades in a group to literally like, dude, let's start a podcast, you know? And I know both of you guys, we, we talk a little bit about that first episode, talk a little bit about like where we've come from then. I mean, it was just like a fun thing. Both of you guys messaged me, hey, that was fun. Let's try it again sometime. And you know what was interesting is then I had on Tyler Gunther and I had on Jane, you know, like Scott Connor and a bunch of like guests. And then I was like, you know what though? That was more fun. Like that group there where we just got those guys. And then when this became Smash Except five episodes later, we never looked back. Yeah, and of course I wore the more cowbell shirt again here tonight in honor of that moment that first episode getting on there and at the time it's crazy because i was thinking you know i i thought that maybe it's just a one-off like come on have fun but i was like yeah. we were vibing for sure like i really like these guys and i think we had something there and like it just, we just kept kind of flowing and sometimes you just know when like with your with your crew and it just feels good and that's yeah. what it felt like and i was like you know what i think that there's something here and I'm going through the DMs afterwards, and that, that's what it was. It was just like, hey, you know, like, it was supposed to be a one-time thing, and maybe we'll do this once a month where we'll try this. And then it was like, dude, that just felt so organic, felt so real. It was just like the vibe that the three of us had from answering so many Twitter questions just came off effortlessly. Mung, I mean, it's it's funny to listen to I, – I hadn't done this since John sent me the, the tag, but listen to us at episode three – versus now and just how different and how things have have changed we've all gotten different microphones we all got you know polished off the style and it's just it's crazy because you had been doing podcasts before that you know talk to me a little bit about that experience yeah and uh you know quick shameless plug if you guys want redraft advice i also co-host a redraft podcast called uh fantasy football addicts and that's a-d-d-i-c-t-s and we're heading into our eighth year doing that. So uh, certainly a lot of growth and evolution over the years. You know, usually I stick to mostly talking about football, but uh, since it's our special 100th episode, I guess I'll talk a little bit more outside the scope of just fantasy where, uh, you know, I was a very shy, a quiet kid in high school. Um, a lot of insecurities still, still sometimes do have those. I think everyone does. But uh, I think really one of the biggest ways that I became more outgoing and, and more communic excuse me, communicative, can't even talk right now, um, is just talking more. And I think there's a lot of people in the fantasy industry who, uh, you know, I've had people reach out to me through DMs who are like, I, I want to get into this more, um, whether it's writing or podcasting. And, and I would say just, I mean, to, not to steal from Nike, but just do it. Um, yeah. I think every time that you're willing to put yourself out there, you're going to grow, you're going to learn new skills. And, you know, back in my first early podcasting days, I, I can't tell you how many times I said, um, or stuttered, or, you know, just said, like the mm -hmm. word like, and I, I think really it just takes time for you to grow accustomed to any other skill, you know, like podcasting and just talking with people. And it's all about, just putting yourself out there. So I guess that would be my unsolicited advice Great advice. to no, anyone who is interested. I like it. And that's fantastic because, I mean, Mung, I got to be honest, like from, from the beginning till now, it's like I feel like we've all kind of sharpened each – you know, iron sharpens iron. You, I feel like, have, have let yeah. loose a little bit more. And I've tried to take the analytical part, you know, in, in more. And I think we're mm -hmm. all – 
we make each other better, you know, and uh, we're going to get to a part in one of the one of the episodes here where John just lost it because we were doing that. So this is Smash <laughs> Accept, you know, and we talked about this is the introduction of Smash Accept. What I want to do right now is we talk about our targets, our big trade targets. I want us to each quickly go over our trade targets. I mean, we talked about this several months ago. We, you know, if we you were buying Pittman and Bateman and, and ETN and, and Hollywood Brown and Dobbins, all those guys we told you. If you did that, great. You're winning in Dynasty right now. John, hit me up with your list real quick. And this is right now. Like, who are we buying? And a quick why. And, you know, we'll keep moving with that. But these are our smash except guys. We're going out there and, and we're, we're kicking the tires and purchasing. Yeah, here's some of my trade targets at each of the main positions here. Starting with QB, I really like going after Kenny Pickett right now. He, to me, looks legit. I actually dropped... Uh, Twitter thread that kind of captured all of my preseason, offseason takes. So go check that out. This is one of them, though. I think Pittsburgh is going to be really, really good. I think it might actually be next year, but I think that Kenny Pickett will be the man. I saw everything I needed to see from him, and obviously that offense is loaded with weapons. Believe it or not, I, I still have seen some trades where you can pick him up for a second. Now, I think that's quickly changing because I'm not the only one that sees – him lighten it up on the field. I mean, his stats have been great. I know it's preseason, but you can you can see everything is there. So Kenny Pickett at QB. At running back, I posted in this thread about this as well, but Devin Singletary, he looks like the clear number one in Buffalo. And I just see so much talk, especially in Twitter, about this three-headed monster with Zach Moss and, of course, with, with the new rookie and Cook. But, I mean, he played every single snap with the first team. And in that offense, if he even has, I'm going to say, 60% of the workload, he's going to put up some serious stats. And he could be had for, like, RB3 or even less type value. So Devin Singletary is a great trade target for me. At wide receiver, Chris Olave. I have still continued to see him available in rookie drafts at, like, the 107, 108, 109, even 110 range. To me, I'm snatching him up every single time there. I think he is actually the most pro-ready of the rookie wide receivers. I'm not saying he's my number one. He's, de he's definitely not. I have him behind a couple other guys based on their ceiling and their overall dynasty long-term potential. But in the near term, I expect he's going to show out. I think he's going to lock up the wide receiver two position. Michael Thomas, uh, I think, will probably be the one. But even we're not even sure about that. And he's actually showed it on the field. Had a couple of really nice catches and a touchdown in preseason. And so what I expect to see is a value spike and a nice return on investment for him. And then my last one, it tied in. Cole Komet, I, I still think he's a great trade target. I think he's going to be the number two target hog in that Bears offense after Mooney. And I've already started seeing it again. Justin Fields looking for him on the field, hitting him um, early and often. And he looks really good. So that's my tight end trade target right now. I love it. You know, that's that mo moment where you might have been in my notes because I didn't share mine, and a lot of them are, are honestly the same. <laughs> Similar, yeah. I love uh -huh. it. Mung, who are those guys right now that are your trade targets? You know, we've we've hit on those guys that were the guys that we wanted to have earlier in the offseason. Now, before we get to the season, who are some of those values that you're trying to hit on? Yeah, and John brought up uh, Kenny Pickett, who certainly has looked very good in the preseason, even with all the issues that Pittsburgh has right now. But, uh, you know, a couple other rookie quarterbacks that people aren't quite uh, as hyped on right now, Sam Howell and Skylar Thompson, both of these guys have looked pretty solid in the preseason as well. Um, and you can probably get these two guys pretty dirt cheap compared to the going rate for a Malik Willis or a Pickett. And, uh, I mean, really, we want that rushing upside, right? That's why we like Malik Willis so much. Uh, but we saw that Sam Howell rushed for two touchdowns against Jacksonville in the first preseason game. And he didn't do quite as well in his second week, but still he showed that mobility. And right now, you know, unless you're a solid, firm believer in Carson Wentz, who's on his third or fourth stop in the league, uh, there's immediate opportunity for Howell potentially as soon as this season, if they decide to pull Wentz at any point. And then Skylar Thompson, uh, he's a guy that Matt Waldman introduced me to. Um, he's talked him up, and I, look, I, I know Dynasty Jacobian is going to hate me for this. Uh, he, he's a firm believer in Tua, and I think that Tua has a good shot to succeed this year. Um, but if he does happen to struggle or miss any time, I, I think Skylar Thompson's a guy who can step into this McDaniel scheme with Hill and Waddle 
and perform pretty well as well. And he's probably even on the waiver wire in some more shallower uh, super flex dynasty formats. At running back, uh, I'm a big fan of Chase Edmonds this year. Uh, I'm not quite sure why everyone's worried about Raheem Mostert, who's played in like nine games over the last two years due to various injuries, or Sony Michelle, who's on his third team in four seasons and barely getting paid more than the vet minimum. Uh, to me, you know, Edmonds is the clear lead back in a solid zone running scheme that plays to his strengths, and I think he has legit top 15 upside in PPR right now. Um, and wide receiver, you know, Kenny Galladay looks done to the point that it sounds like Brian Dable's legit considering starting Colin Johnson over him. So to me, you know, with Kadarius Tony nursing a knee injury so far this preseason, Wandale Robinson is, is a speedster who could be the starting slot from day one and see close to 100 targets as a rookie. And he's a guy that you can get significantly cheaper than uh, other rookie wide receivers who are more hyped right now, like Pickens or Dubs. So Ron, Wandale Robinson's my buy right now at the wide receiver position. And then finally, a name that was talked about a lot a few years ago, but is pretty much dead to most dynasty GMs, is Austin Hooper, who was top three back in 2019, uh, now in Tennessee, who you know has a 30-year-old Robert Woods coming off an ACL, Traylon Burks, who doesn't look quite ready yet. And you know the target to go to for Tannehill might just be Hooper, because since he became a starter for the Titans, Tannehill... Uh, 24% of his targets have gone to the tight end position, and 33% of his touchdown passes have gone to tight end. So Hooper's a guy that you can probably get for a third or a throw-in right now with a legit shot to finish top 12, top 15. I love adding some of those deeper guys. Uh, my guy as well, I mean, Pickett, I think, is a fantastic buy. We talked about any any quarterback, as soon as they start, are going to gain value. Right now, There's that we have the situation with Pickett and James Cook and Olave, you cannot buy them for, no one's paying a 23 first, but you can get them for a 24 first. I've been buying Pickett. I bought three shares for a 24 first, and I feel like that is the the move right now. We have a lot of guys in that late first, Sky Moore, you know, Olave, all these guys that we like that we might not have drafted because we've been telling you not to have those 22 picks. You can buy them for a 24 first now or a mid to early 23 second, and you have a full year of that increasing in value. I think Kenny Pickett, I mean, we're one Mitch Trubisky fumble. He's going to put it away, you know, and Kenny Pickett's going to jump on the field and instantly increase in value. Right now, he's worth less than a 23 first. I can see him easily being worth a 23 first after two or three starts with that wide receiver core. Uh, my running back is is uh, Ramondre Stevenson. I've loved Ramondre Stevenson. I've, we've I've been hyping him up for months as far as an elite handcuff. Now he looks to be even more of that, you know, even more looking like the 1A in New England. And I think if Damian Harris goes down, we're looking at a guy who has RB1 potential, but should be putting up at least RB2 numbers, if not, you know, definitely flex. He's the guy that I have on all my year one punts because he was such a late stash that you could put him into your lineup and, and kind of get things going. My wide receivers, Jerry Judy, who, you know, among we're not going to debate Judy versus Sutton, but I think both of these guys are going to really improve off of Russell Wilson. The other guy is Elijah Moore, another guy that I've loved since, you know, day one. Also just hasn't reached his peak value yet, and I think he's still a good buy. Tight end, I love the Hooper talk that you have. For me, I'm still driving that Dawson Knox train. I don't believe in touchdown regression. I believe we're seeing someone who is about to break out, you know a la Mark Andrews. Year three was fantastic. Year four, I think, for Dawson Knox is going to be, you know, a, even more of a coming out party. So love that. Uh, guys, we're going to move on to our next one there. And that, that was fun. You know, like I, that's what we're all about, trying to share that. Uh, the next one, you know, the podcast was doing great. And then we got to an area where we've had so many great people in that Smash Accept group. You know, there's Jeremy that's at Pope's FFH. We have Dave Kluge who was on, you know, and we who started in there. And, and it was funny because he joined that group and he's in this Smashies episode that we're going to put on here, episode 26. And I think this is where we just took it to another level of vibing. You know, we tried to, to put that goofy stage out. Now, we obviously know, you know, Dave's gone on to, to fantasy footballers and had a fantastic career. And we've just, so many guys have gotten some exposure on Smash Except have done things and it's just it's awesome so I'm gonna play you this clip where we all just kind of vibed a little bit and it, it came together as the Smashies you know it wanted to be a year-end um, 
celebration here of, of sorts. So here is that here, episode. There's been a lot of rumors about the Smashies this year, you know, how there's no money, there's no food this year, how the jokes are really bad. But what the hell, everyone? You know, the Smashies are about what's best in every one of us. We can do better. So for the first time, we're inviting you, the listeners, our friends, and family, the Smash Accept crew, to attend the awards with us. Yeah, not bad, right? But let's make sure the Smashies are the best ever. Best Smashies ever. Best Smashies ever. Dude, I love it. You know, we're, we're doing that episode, and we, we wanted it to be like The Office, you know, with the uh, with the Dundies, and we put the Smashies on. We all put the shades on. Yeah, it was cheese ball, but, it, man, it was a fun episode. And when we get together with those big groups, you know, when we do a Smashies and we had a Smashies 2, and, you know, we're going to have our Hot Takes episode next week with a bunch of guys, it's just fun when you build that community. You get that out there, and, you know, that's one thing that I've always prided prided that's not a good word but you know something that we've taken pride of at smash except it's just having fun we wanted to give you guys content that isn't just us up here talking but we try to give you a little bit of that entertainment value just like my man andrew tate here with the shades on yo those aren't the uh, the original ones those are more the the top g andrew tate moves that's right that's right had to bring them on for the, that smashes recap there now when we when we did our smashies one thing I want to talk about right now is I want you guys to each list a wide receiver right now who you are absolutely smashing at their current ADP. You know, I'm going to go first because we've we've evolved this thing into, you know, just from a podcast into a community, into Smash Except Listener Leagues. There are seven of them now. I'm in all of them, which is just kind of crazy. And the guy that I find myself drafting in every single one this offseason is Chris Godwin. I mean, Chris Godwin was a wide receiver two overall two years ago. He was a wide receiver 10 last year. He's still just 26 years old, and I've been drafting him in a wide receiver 25 to 32 range in drafts. And I think that is just, there. there's too much slander of people saying, well, Tom Brady won't be there next year. When, when, when Jameis Winston was the quarterback, he was still out there balling out. Chris Godwin is still a buy. You can buy him for less than a 23 first. I feel like a 24 first and a little bit of juice, and you get yourself an absolute stud wide receiver. Mung, who's that wide receiver for you that you are just smashing at his current ADP? Yeah, I mean, you, you talked about Jerry Judy, so I almost have to rebuttal with Cortland Sutton. Um, although I, I, I will say I like Judy a lot as well, but, you know, Sutton's just the guy that I've been talking about this offseason, and a lot of people were disappointed in him last year, uh, but one that was just a year off of the ACL tear, um, so I'm expecting more 2019 Sutton than 2021 Sutton. And uh, just looking at the wide receivers that have exploded because of quarterback upgrades. I mean, Cooper Cup is the best example from last season going from Jared Goff uh, to Matthew Stafford. And now Sutton is going from Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, two quarterbacks that couldn't even come close to maximizing his production given his strengths. And you can still get Sutton for fairly cheap. I recently saw a deal where somebody got Sutton for the 109 rookie pick. Uh, and then there was another trade recently uh, of Sutton for Gabriel Davis straight up. Uh, and, and in both of those, I, I love Sutton's value. And Mung, I think the Patreon tra- chat tries to get you and I pinned up against each other sometimes with the <laughs> Trey Lance versus Jalen Hurts and with the Jerry Judy versus Cortland Sutton. Why not both? I mean, in Seattle, Russell Wilson was able to support Lockett and Metcalf both in that you know, late wide receiver one into wide receiver two range. I don't see why both of these guys can't this year. Someone is going to benefit, if not both of them benefit immensely, and their value, it's still not caught up yet, you know. John, you still got the shades on. Who's that guy whose future is so bright you got to wear shades? I am smashing Brandon Cooks. I saw Ryan McDowell's August DLF ADP, looked it up, I don't know how to explain this, but Brandon Cooks has an, a wide receiver ADP of 39. 39. Like, not didn't even make the cut for wide receiver three range. I think he's actually going to put up wide receiver two numbers this year. Last year, he was wide receiver 19. He had 90 receptions on 134 targets, over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. Davis Mills is on the rise. I mean, that is so cheap. I just smashed my webcam going to draft – Brandon Cooks at that ridiculous idiot. In, in a win-now squad, you you witnessed me do it. 
You smash all the running backs. You get yourself set. I took Brandon Cooks in the 11th round. He's just yeah. criminally undervalued. Yeah. And I feel like Mung and I talk about it all the time that it's a cyclical game. But it is with Brandon Cooks. It's just the Every value. year. It should yeah. be the same. Like it's He should be valued as a wide receiver too. And he just never is. And, you know, he's just eternally in that way. Yeah. So the next episode I'm going to play you a little clip of is episode 37. We had Angelo from Angelo Analysis on. Awesome guy. You know, we've, we've you know, chopped it up with him several times here in the past. But another introduction of just us having fun on the podcast. I have a little Irish proverb on this topic here. It says, he is bad that will not take advice, but he is a thousand times worse that takes every advice. So what I'm what I'm thinking here is listen to the Irish and listen to this pod with the guests we have tonight, and you'll be good. I love it. You know, and when we're backstage here and we're we were talking a little bit, uh, it felt like we were you and I were you know it was like that scene where you come into Wedding Crashers where they where they're introducing themselves and I'm like, yo, I'm Seamus O'Toole, Bobby O'Shea. Let's get drunk. We're gonna get drunk <laughs> on some fantasy football information though. Not quite that same way. I love it. I mean, that episode, John, I don't know if you guys can see that on the screen, but he's trying to channel his inner dynasty dad, matching t-shirts. He tried to grow a beard. You know, I don't know if anybody yeah. knows that. John really yeah. tried to grow a beard for that episode. <laughs> it just wasn't happening. Um, you know, but another fun episode where we, we did rookie content with, you know, with Angelo. He, awesome guy. You got to check him out. Angelo Analysis. That was our St. Patrick's Day where we did Bobby O'Shea, Seamus O'Toole. Guys, I want to talk about... You know, we talked from wedding crashers. Now I want to move to ADP crashers. So who are those guys you're selling as a hard ADP drive? Not age-related. You can't say Derrick Henry. You can't say DeAndre Hopkins. You can't say those guys who are clearly just at an age cliff. But guys who are, you know, potentially right now, their ADP is at an all-time high that you feel like is going to dive this season. John, I'm going to start with you. All right. Yeah. I, I first of all, yeah, that doppelganger moment there was hilarious. Hilarious moment for sure. We both had the dude. You could see it up there. Irish shirts on. And the, I had the, We both had the beards. It's just a classic moment. Really fun episode there. Yeah. Uh, my wedding crasher is, or, or ADP crasher in this case is George Kittle, and I partially have to admit I chose George Kittle because I really think he would be a lot of fun to crash weddings with. So that's really the main reason I, I chose him. He seems like he's you know a party kind of guy. But if you if you look at this situation with George Kittle, I, I really do think that his ADP could take a hit. And right now he's still viewed in in that tier after you know he's kind of still right there in many ways. You see him go in drafts maybe right after Mark Andrews and Kelsey go. Um, certainly Pitts is kind of up there in his own tier in uh, dynasty tight end premium type leagues. But I, I really think that George Kittle could take a hit. We know in this new offense, Trey Lance is going to be rushing a lot more. The passing volume is going to be down. And because of the, the rushing attack that Shanahan has teed up, I believe that George Kittle will block even more than he has been. And he, he frankly is. That's what he does best. He, he is incredible to watch. He, he's just the an absolute beast blocking. And I think they're going to really utilize him. I think he's going to have some boom weeks where you'll appreciate having him. And then I think there's going to be some game plans from Shanahan where he could disappear. And as much as I hate to say this, I think that he could actually finish outside the top six, seven tight ends for this season. And if that happens, people are going to really lose their the kind of trust in, in George Kittle and that ADP could kind of continue on the downturn. So that's one I'm kind of cautioning people on. And uh, I think he could be the ADP crasher. That is mine as well. You know, Kittle's oh, wow. been a guy okay. I've been talking about selling for, you know, and we talked about how I sold Kittle again for, here. yeah, exactly, going the same way. For, for Dalton Schultz in a first, I've since flipped Dalton Schultz and a second for Dawson Knox in a first. I end up getting Dawson Knox in two firsts for, we talk about cascade trades, you know, I had, a, I had uh, one of our listeners who just joined the Patreon. Um, it's at Dangera, at D-M-A-D- OCH is dangerous, and he's like, dude, I'm listening to episode 97. He's like, I moved my quarterback back from from this player to this player, and I'm like, dude, it's a thing. The insulated trades and the cascade trades are things that we've been known about. If you can make those kind of moves and just, I mean, there's no one who's paying two firsts for George Kittle at this point, and now it's, or and now we have Kittle and 
or Knox and those two first in that spot. Mung, I saved you for last because John and I matched up on our outfits. We matched up on our outfits. We Amazing. matched up on our tight ends. And I think we're also going to match up and crash your wedding not too, in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> yes. First of all, how dare you uh, talk <laughs> bad about George Kittle? Um, <laughs> so I guess we, oh, we the, didn't really the wedding invite's gone, this. so we have to yeah. we have to crash. We'll it. have to crash it at this point. Yeah, he just disinvited us. Yeah, but I mean, we didn't coordinate this, but I guess all three of us chose tight ends. But I chose Mark Andrews because he's the one who I think he projects similarly to Kittle on a run-first offense um, who has that talent but also doesn't quite get the target volume until we saw that last year. And I understand that he's he's a clear top three dynasty tight end, right? Because wherever you have pits um, is fine, usually one. And then really it's Mark Andrews because he's two years younger than Kittle and he's quite a few years younger than Kessie who may be starting to reach that back nine. Um, but look, Mark Andrews has been a consistent top five tight end over the last three seasons, but he's never really had that explosive year until 2021. And really the big di difference was we saw Baltimore go from their 46% pass rate in 2019 and 2020 to a sudden shift to 56% last year. Um, and really... I, the target share is going to be there, right? Marquise Brown is gone. We know that Mark Andrews is going to be the top target on that offense next to uh, Rashad Bateman. But the target volume, I'm not expecting quite the same with the injuries on defense and the injuries to both Dobbins and Edwards causing Baltimore to really throw a ton last year. And then Tyler Huntley, too, without his downfield ability just hyper-targeting the tight end on those shorter check-down passes. So, again, look, I don't think you have to sell Mark Andrews, but I do think that in some leagues you can get crazy value right now. Uh, a couple trades that I saw recently was Andrews being sold for Carr, uh, Pickens, and a 2023 first in a Superflex league. Um, another deal where I saw... Uh, Andrews got sold for George Kittle plus Allen Robinson. So, again, I think he's a fine top three dynasty tight end, but it's at least worth exploring uh, selling Andrews if you have him right now. I like it. Um, moving on to our next clip here, we have on the godfather of dynasty himself, Ryan McDowell. Uh, just another fun episode. You know, we've had so many great um you know, we've had so many great people come on the show. Ryan McDowell's one of them. Um, real quick, guys, who is your favorite person that's come on the podcast? For me, it's been Chad Parsons. I Under the Helmet was the first podcast I ever listened to. And just, I was kind of fanboy when he came on the show because I was like, I listened to every podcast before we started doing our podcast. I ate everything they did, you know, and he came on um, and just was like, Super chill, you know, and I, I love talking it up with Chad. Uh, Mung, who was your favorite guest? You know, like, who's that one guy for you? And we're still not done. I mean, we have so many guys. You know I've tried to line up a couple of your favorites in the industry, but from who we've had on, who is your absolute favorite guest you've had? Yeah, I think I've mentioned this before, but I think Angelo just really provides a very different look into, you know, evaluating prospects where, you know, we get the film takes and we get the analytics takes, but seeing how players kind of distance themselves from a pure physical standpoint and their pure, you know, athletic ceilings and abilities is a very unique view on it. And I think that's, uh, you know, we talked about having a niche and how we like to talk trades and trade values and strategies. And I think Angela really provides that uh, with his analysis on players. And John, I mean, same kind of question. You know, we got the picture yeah. of you here up here in the background looking like the guy wearing the T-shirt to the band that he's going to. You know, very much fanboy <laughs> right. there when Ryan yeah. when Ryan came on. But who was that guy for you? Yeah, Ryan McDowell is definitely up there for me. I really have so much respect for everything he's done for Dynasty Runs deal. Uh, it, of course, Matt Waldman, I'm a huge fanboy there and how he breaks down film and how he combines analytics. I'm always so impressed with him. You guys like Garrett Price. I mean, we've had some of the legends in the industry on the show, so it's always – fun to mix it up with those guys and learn from them. 
Yeah. What What's fun to me is, guys, I go back through our text messages, and you know, I, guys, I was grinding hard. Like, I was DMing all these guys, and I, I remember when I was lining up the guests for this past year, you know, that first year, and I was messaging you like, dude, McDowell's going to come on. You guys were, like, so stoked. So I want to play this clip here and uh, show the Godfather himself. Yeah, so we got some of the most famous quotes from the Godfather trilogy here in honor of Ryan McDowell, the Godfather of Dynasty Fantasy Football. <laughs> And we got to start with the most famous quote, right, Ryan? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit of an impression here for Dad. So, of course, we got to go a little over the top. But it's, of course, we're going to make him an offer he can't refuse. And so the question to you is, following free agency, who's a player that you're making offers on right now? And the follow-up question to this is, if the other guy declines your offer, will they find a dead horse head the following morning? <laughs> the impression was pretty good there. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm John, there's been so many instances on the podcast where our kids will make fun of us based off of those situations. You know they would, you know, and they they would kind of uh, the word cringe it up a little bit, you know. But here's my question: Who's regarded as one of the best in 2021? Just like the Godfather one, you know, Godfather one was epic, and then we had some flops in Godfather, you know, two. Godfather three was horrible. You know, but who is that guy for you who has a, you know, had a fantastic 2021? You just can't see the same thing in, in 2022. And again, kudos on that impression. That was, that was pretty good. DK Metcalf, you broke my heart. You broke my heart. No, that, D, it's DK. DK Fredo, DK, DK Fredo there. Um, no, I think that you look at this guy, he finished wide receiver 10 last season, but that, situation has changed so dramatically and it, it hurts me to say this because I, I still think he'll be okay in dynasty but i think he's going to be a flop this year and i think he could actually finish outside the top 24 wide receivers into the, the flex range so i'm definitely cautioning on that would watch out for that one this year mung same question for you Yeah, and for me, it's James Conner, who I've talked about a little as well, who had a phenomenal year in 2021. But his splits with and without Chase Edmonds were concerning. I mean, just Edmonds was the RB17 in PPR uh, over the first eight games when he was healthy, and Conner was just the RB21 over that span. Uh, it was really only after Edmonds' high ankle sprain in Week 9 that Conner's receiving usage really took off. And for those three game, or three of those games also from weeks 9 through 14, uh, it's worth noting that Colt McCoy started those when Kyler was out, uh, and that really made the Cardinals rely on Connor uh, to carry the offense over that span. So for me, I, I still view him as more of a touchdown-dependent RB2 who's going to lose some touches here and there to some combination of Daryl Williams and or Eno Benjamin. So I'm still selling Connor for any first-round rookie pick. No, I like that. You know, a, a friend should always underestimate your virtues and an enemy overestimates your faults, just like Don Corleone said. For me, the faults that I'm pointing out, and I, I love the player, but I feel like we have a back, a, a coming back to reality a little bit more for Debo Samuel. I think Debo was really, I love him in Dynasty, I love him in Redraft, but I feel like he comes back down to earth here a little bit. I mean, in 2020, he averaged just 10 points you know, per game in fantasy. I feel like we're, we get ourselves back into a situation here until we figure out exactly who Trey Lance's guy is and, and who he's going to be locked on. I think Debo's value drops off a little bit, especially after, you know, getting a bag and being a guy that might not run as much because they're trying to keep him on the field a little bit more. So um, still like Debo, but I'm, I'm definitely coming back down off of him. The next podcast we have here is one of my absolute favorites. It's episode 40. We couldn't have timed it any better because it was when I turned 40. You guys roasted me. We had 20-plus fantasy analysts coming out here just coming at me, coming at me hard. You know, and it was, it was just a fun time. Nobody did it better, though, than my man, Dynasty Bro Dot from the Dynasty Brothers podcast. This was one of the first podcasts I've ever been on was theirs. They came on uh, my podcast when it was Dynasty Refinery. Just an instant, you know, click. Just like we all clicked. We felt like, you know, it was an absolute perfect match. I'm going to share with you real quick. His, he's, he's the hype man. He had the 101 in the draft, and here he is. 
Yo, this is Dynasty Bro Dot from the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, and I'm here to say happy birthday to Dynasty Dad, man. Hey, look, I just want to say I appreciate you being the first, you know, few guests that we had on our podcast, man. We really appreciate that. That was dope. Got to do it again, man. We bonded. We bonded way better than Dynasty Bro Vic, and that's my brother. And uh, you're turning 40, man. I just want to let you know you're getting up there. You're probably old enough to be my real dad, not just the Dynasty Dad. I'll start calling you the Frank Gore. Frank Gore Fantasy. You know, hopefully you can take that title, man. So, shout out to you. Appreciate everything you've done so far. Reaching out to us. Being part of the community, man. Keep pushing. Shout out to the Smash Accept Podcast. Y'all doing y'all thing. So, with that being said, I'm not going to go the typical route for this 101. I'm going to go my guy Justin Fields, man. I- hey, his pick might not have been good with Justin Fields, but no better hype man in the game. It's I love this. Where he said I'm Frank old enough Gore to be his, his real dad, and then the Frank Gore fantasy started, you know. And I think uh, I've been called that on several occasions since then. Uh, but he he touched on something that was awesome there, John. Is the biggest thing for us as a podcast is being part of the community, right? Like from day one, we weren't just like, hey, let's just be three guys talking on a podcast. Let's be bigger than that. Let's create something here that we can be more than just a small podcast where we're just talking. Yeah, and I got to give you some credit too here, Dad. And, and what do dads do? They take care of the family. They they build the family. Look out for everybody, all the kids. So props to you. That was that was probably the most entertaining pod we ever did. It was just pure entertainment. I mean, my ribs hurt from laughing. I'm watching everybody roast you for the full pod. Uh, but yeah, I think really everybody knows um, that that's what we're about: is building that community. It's fun to watch the Patreon. It's fun to help others along the way. That's kind of what we're about is building up the people that um, w- that we're involved with in, in the community. And that's that's what it's going to continue to be. And it's, it's really just fun to see it grow and grow. And, you know, people are giving back and they come back. And we, we mm-hmm. just as we've been recording here tonight and um, streaming, we had a lot of people reaching out saying uh, congratulations on the 100 episodes. And it, it's fun to be just a part of this dynasty community, give so much back. So Shout out to all y'all out there, all the listeners. Really appreciate you. And that's what's been fun for me is like I, moments where I think about when we gave away the Scott Fishbowl, you know, invitation to our man, you know, Commissioner Breeze, that's MC Breeze 13. And I called him, you know, I, I was like, hey, in the Patreon, I was like, what's your number? So like I call him and he's like, yo, is that you, dad? I'm like, yeah, welcome to the Fishbowl, baby. You know, and uh, another guy we're going to have on and, and, and is going to be on the podcast next week. I gotta, I gotta read. You know, some of these things really are like uplifting to me. You know, obviously, and we had Jared Selbridi, who was in Smash One, Smash Two, and he's like, man, from where I've been from Smash One when I drafted, how much I've learned from you guys, how much I've been able to, you know, engage with the community and and have a home here in Smash Patreon. I've learned so much. Um, you know, we got. Josh, who puts things, he's like, I was fairly new to Dynasty, um, and uh, you know, I've been obsessed with fantasy my whole life, doing 17 years of, of redraft, but it wasn't until May 2021 when I jumped into my first startup. In fact, I can distinctly remember Dynasty Fantasy Football being a major outlet and stress relief for me because my oldest son had major heart surgery. We were in the hospital for six weeks, and it was then when I got on Twitter, and Dynasty Dad was the first go-to Dynasty resource. You know, he helped me learn the ropes, answered every single DM, no matter what, and we really hit it off. And I, I got to say, you know, I, I, called, I called him today. You know, I was like, dude, I like, I called him on the phone. He's like, dude, I recognize your voice, but now we're talking it up. Josh is going to be on the podcast next week. Just an absolute awesome guy. And this is like, to me... And, and we, Adam, Adam Armour, you know, shout out to him. He, he came on the podcast. Again, started out as a listener of the show, you know, and, and, and Ian, you know, and we had so many guys that have started out in that Patreon and they're like, we want to be a little bit more. We want to be part of this community. All of them have done a fantastic job of like when they've come on the podcast. Uh, Jeremy Pope was a guy that started out there. All those guys, like their first introduction to it all was in that Patreon and then they joined up and and they're they're part of us now you know and it's like we've created such a community where it's not just our own family here but we we you know help out other podcasts and do things like that and uh you know i absolutely love it um mong i know i was i was rattling things off there but i mean that's something that's always been near and dear to us was really just helping out in the community yeah and i, I think 
you know, again, kind of straying from just the normal fantasy talk this episode. What I really like about you guys is obviously you're knowledgeable about dynasty and fantasy football, but you guys are genuinely good guys. Um, you know, in our group chat, when we're scheduling episodes or whatever it is, if someone's going through something or can't make it uh, for something that's, you know, not good news, John's always the first to reach out with very heartfelt, you know, I'm sorry. And, you know, feel free to call me if you need anything. And I think that's really appreciated. And then obviously, Mike, you being so flexible with everything going on in all our lives and just being able to, you know, really prepare these show sheets and take time out of your week uh, to get these get these on the on the calendar. And I think something that gets lost sometimes on Twitter um, is that 90 percent of what you say is tone. Uh, you can be very correct about something, whether it's a player or a strategy, but if you come across as a douche when you're when you're talking about it, you know, I just I, I don't care. And, and maybe I've lost out on some valuable information. And and personally, I don't I don't block many people. I think I have one or two people blocked from some disrespectful uh, interactions. But uh, for the most part, I, I don't block anyone because I think everyone has a right to be heard. And, you know, I think a lot of people who don't have big followings have a lot of smart things to say. Um, but at the same time, I mute a lot of people who are disrespectful, not, not necessarily even to me, but if I'm perusing a thread about a trade or something on Twitter and, and the reply is like, well, that's stupid. You're, you're an idiot analyst. And even if, again, if it's not directed towards me, you know, I, I just don't really care to see that. And I think that, you know, however you're interacting with people, whether in the real world or behind you know, a social media platform where people don't get to see your face or don't know your real name. There's just really no, no excuse for that. And I think, yeah, uh, I guess I kind of went off topic there, but uh, that's oh, what good I word, man. about you guys, Mike and John. And uh, I, I think we can all strive thanks, to, brother. you know, hold ourselves to a high standard like you two. Thanks, man. And, and from, from, you know, a little bit of negative in there to one of the most positive guys we've had on the podcast, one of the biggest names we've had on. I mean, we have Dave Richard on talking a little bit of hot takes here. And guys, I mean, this was another one where, you know, CBS analysts, like big time name where we were just like, this is going to be awesome. And he was one of the coolest, like down to earth yeah. guys that, mm -hmm. that honestly, I mean, it was like, we were expecting him to just come on the show, but he was like, hey, let me retweet this for you. If you guys ever want me on again, and it's just like, we're definitely going to have to hit him up again because he was a fantastic guest and one of the guys that, I mean, I literally like remember being in high school listening to the podcast yeah, or watch, watching him on CBS. Look, so let's I, listen I'm, to him I'm here. I'm going to say that Joe Mixon finally does come through for his fantasy managers this year. I'm going to say he gets somewhere between – 320 to maybe even as many as 350 touches over 1500 yards and i think he finishes inside the top six running backs in ppr and and look again i know that people have been burned he, he's had some fluky injuries but he is he's got basically no competition there, there there's a handful of guys no major threat so first and foremost i think he's going to be a true workhorse in Cincinnati. I don't think there's any questioning on that piece. His coaches have already said they don't want to take him off the field. Partially it's because they know who they've got in the running back room. But just remember that Joe Mixon is truly talented. He's an outstanding pass catcher. And he's playing in his best offense that he's ever had. You got Joey B. You got Chase Higgins and Boyd. I think we're going to come back to some of those guys here in the show he's going to get all the red zone looks so uh, i you know i think that in between the tackles he's going to help them move the ball I, I don't think there's any question with the kind of workload he's getting he's going to go over a thousand yards i could see 50 plus catches as well and so here's the thing if you look at adp he's actually much more of a bargain this year because of those uh, painful seasons that he's had over the past couple. But when he has played, remember, he has been running back one in the past. So I don't think this has to be that bold, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. How do you feel about his offensive line and what they've done yeah. to try and improve at this? So, John, I mean, that was one where you absolutely nailed it. You know, and we've we've done that over the years. I got to say, 
watching you in that first episode and watching you right there was just a transformation because you know, out of the three of us, you had the least amount of podcast, you know, experience. You do a mm-hmm. lot with your job, but I mean, it was like watching that first episode to there, you were talking with your hands, you were relaxed, you were confident, <laughs> and you just nailed it on Joe Mixon. And we've we've done that over the years. We have really nailed some guys. Um, you know, I two years ago, I predicted Kamara was the RB1. Last year, I predicted it was Jonathan Taylor. Next week, yeah. I'm going to tell you who it's going to be this year. You nailed okay. it with jo- okay. Joe Mixon. I can't give you that one yet. i got to get him to tune in. Yeah, you predicted right. Joe Mixon top five. I mean, what is that hot take? And we're going to have the podcast next week. And I know you got a lot of things going on, so this one's oh, yeah. got to be a little bit hotter for you than it does mm-hmm. Mung and I. But what is that hot take for you that is just going to be truth in 2022? All right, my hot take for this this year is going to be that Derrick Henry returns as the king, retaking the throne as the overall RB one for 2022. So I, you know, I think that's pretty hot. A lot of people are still doubting him, and he's he's actually become a lot cheaper. And you, everyone knows I'm a big fan of Henry, but very, very few people that I have seen, if anyone, have, have put a take out there that he will finish as the overall RB1. I will remind everyone that halfway through the year last year, especially in the smash settings where you have points per carry, 0.25 PPC, he was actually number one overall running back when he got hurt mm-hmm. and went down. I think he's fine. People are very worried about the the injury, but if you look at his injury history, there's very, very little in his entire career that has caused him to miss games. The guy is an absolute beast. I'm a little bit worried about the Tennessee offense, but I think that he's going to be the focal point. I think they're still going to score, and he's going to be the guy that's pushing it into the end zone. And, you know, essentially without A.J. Brown, they, they may actually have some dependency. I think they could actually still mix him into the, the passing game as well. So, again, uh, I know it, it's kind of bold, but that's going to be my hot take that I'll put out there. I, and, you know, I'll send out a few more hot takes uh, for the show next week, and I'll, I'll drop them on Twitter for you guys as well. I love it. Mung, what is your hot take here? Let's uh, let's go hot. Uh, we'll come in hot with Marquise Brown. Will finish as a top five wide receiver this year. Uh, I've talked about him a little bit before, but you know, over the last three seasons, Baltimore's averaged just 495 pass attempts per year uh, versus 572 for Arizona. Over that same span, Lamar Jackson has completed 36 percent of his deep pass attempts versus 45 percent for Kyler Murray. Uh, and then Murray's averaged more deep attempts per game as well. So, to me, the math is pretty simple. Uh, Marquise Brown is hashtag good, and he's an elite deep threat going to an offense uh, where he's going to see more passing volume uh, from a better deep passer and a quarterback who throws deep more often. So, he was a solid fantasy wide receiver, too, even on a pretty anemic Ravens passing offense. And he's got a sky-high ceiling now in Arizona. I, I think he's very similar to, you know, a T.Y. Hilton type of player, but I think his ceiling is Tyreek Hill levels. I'm not saying he's going to reach that, but it would not shock me. You're not going to be shocked by mine. You know, last year, one of my takes was that Jalen Hurts will be top eight. I got mocked hard for that. People Mm -hmm. were like, yep, no, there's not a chance. And I bought him everywhere and it paid off. Now, my spicy take, staying in the same area, Jalen Hurts will be the QB won this year that is spicy i love josh allen but you're looking at four points in a ppc four points separated them two you know that that is all we're looking at mm-hmm. i see josh allen running a little bit less in the red zone i see jalen hurts improving the offensive line improving the offensive weapons drastically he's got the best cast around him and i think we're in a situation here where you know i would not be shocked if he finishes that way he's gonna finish in the top 10 p- book it Easily, I could see him in the top five. I can see a scenario where he finishes as the QB1, as crazy as that sounds to some people. You know, it's the, the QB1 is not the same year after year, and things are going to change a little bit. So uh, most of you will want to call some lawyers after that, you know, after, after that take there. John, this was one of my favorite episodes <laughs> yeah. because, you know, we did the – we did the fantasy lawyers, you know, injured, tell them you mean business. Injury lawyers, kinda, yeah. The injury lawyers, we both, as you can see it here, we both put on the suits. 
you know, and the funny thing is, this was one where you and I did this in the middle of the day. It was like 12 noon, and we're just like, yo, let's just put some suits on. Let's give us some lawyer takes. And uh, guys, enjoy this one because I know we did. Are your running backs injured on the job? Tell them you mean business with the injury lawyers at Smash, Hampton, and Royer. We get you back in the game and get paid. We'll turn that injury crash into smash and cash. We'll turn your pain into rain. Tip, dude, that was, oh man. Another one of those things where if my kids saw it, they would be cringing. But for me, that was a blast. You know? Oh, that was hilarious. It's just been, and that was a fun episode. And I think that's one mm-hmm. of those episodes where we've gotten known for taking a player you know, like we did with Michael Thomas, yeah. like we did with Kittle, and taking a specific player and extrapolating an entire episode based off of yeah. what's going on now. What What's the industry look like on Michael Thomas at that time? Who's buying? What are they selling for? What does the rest of the offense look like? And those have been some of the best, you know, episode yeah. feedback I've ever gotten because people are like, that is so consumable. Like, you literally right. hit on what happens to the quarterback, what happens to the other wide receivers, what happens to everything there. And it, I think that's that's kind of where we really took it to the next level of like people wanting to know as soon as a guy gets injured, as soon as a guy gets traded, let's turn to Smash Acceptance and let's figure out who those guys are. Mung, who's an injured player right now or you know a guy that has his best value that you should be going out there and buying? Yeah, well, right now um, we're seeing that George Pickens' ADP is absolutely skyrocketing. He's showing out in camp in the preseason and this is after he came back from acl tear not too long ago and a similar player whose value is depressed right now who's working back from a recent acl tear is jamison williams and he was my number two rookie wide receiver behind only drake london uh, heading into this year after the draft and we know what he's capable of based on what he did at alabama the lions traded up to get him at 12th overall um, and while, you know, he's not expected to contribute early this season, he's the perfect hold for a rebuilding team, and he still has sky-high upside uh, once he's back fully healthy. I view him as a Jalen Waddle-esque uh, upside ceiling play. And depending on how the Lions do this year, they could be in contention for a top pick in next year's draft to get a major quarterback upgrade to pair with Jamison Williams. So go buy him now uh, while his value is depressed. I love that. That was actually one of mine as well. I mean, you're at a spot where it's out of sight, out of mind. You know, we had him in the rookie drafts going as as early as 104, 105. And then, right, he's not playing in the preseason. He's not out there right now. And and that value has dipped and people have moved. I mean, I've seen them move Sky Moore above them. I've seen them move Pickens and been able to trade those guys for Jamison Plus. And it's just crazy to me where dynasty is like this all the time, right? If it's what have you done for me lately? Um, I had Jamison Williams. The other guy is, and I, I got to go out there because I've seen seen him traded three times in the past week. Calvin Ridley doesn't quite fall into the injury, but you know he he tweeted out there 2023 Calvin Ridley with a fire emoji. I'm seeing people offering up two thirds for Calvin Ridley because they feel like he's not coming back. I saw him traded the other day for two 23 seconds and Calvin Ridley for Josh Jacobs. You know, like. Go ahead. Like, seriously, you're basically getting him thrown in for free. And uh, I, like the, I like the price of free, John. Yeah, I like both of those. Jameson Williams, absolutely. Mon kind of still mine. And I actually have some Ridley shares on my punts. Really great punt target or rebuild perfect target. Punt. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. I mean, zero uh, potential points all year from the guy. For me, I already talked about J.K. Dobbins in a couple of previous shows, and I'm still really big on him. And even since we were talking about that, today it comes out, Gus Bus, just like we talked about. On Pup, he's going to miss the first four games or more. And, again, I know J.K. Dobbins may not be 100%, but really like that one, so go back and listen to that pod. Since I covered that one, I'm going to throw out another one very similar. Cam Akers, I think, is still a very, very good value for the role that I think he's going to have in the Rams' offense. Yes, I know Daryl Henderson's going to be there, but I, I still believe in Cam Akers' talent, and I think he's could be a scoring machine. He's going to get a lot of opportunities, even if he does split some of the work. Frankly, if he does split some of the work with Henderson, maybe it keeps him fresher. But I just think he has the talent plus the opportunity. 
And then I'll still throw in Michael Thomas at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm actually – I have some Michael Thomas shares because he was so cheap. And he was that recency bias, out of sight, out of mind. And I'm getting offers for him now because I think people are starting to realize, oh, he does look kind of like he's going to be back. I think it might still take a little bit of patience with this guy, but we've seen him do it before. So that's another one I would throw out there as an injured player with good value. I like it. I, I feel like over over the years, our podcast has hit different plateaus, right? We'll get to X amount of listeners or X amount of followership, and we, we, we find a way to – move it to the next level. And we've done that three or four times. And I think most recently one was episode 89. We did the 23 first series and you guys like with a resounding, you know, amount of support were like eating that up. I mean, we were the guys that everybody was coming to for 23 first, John, you nailed it with that first, you know, going over who they were. And, and then Mung and I were telling about how to get them. And if you guys haven't listened to those episode 89, on the 23 first episode 80 or 90 on how to get them episode 91 on those 23 seconds we're still not high enough on this class john i mean i just did smash seven and i got set seven 23 firsts i mean there are like at least eight guys who i could see going in the top 50 picks in the next year to maybe 15 months i completely agree and i went in my twitter thread and all the takes that i put out there i talked about this i and now believe more than ever after watching some of these rookies on the field in preseason, the 2023 class will be better at every single position. QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I think there's more talent coming out at all those positions. So I'm really excited about the class and uh, really look forward to, to watching all those picks. I mean, I have six in Smash 5. I think I have four or five seconds in that league as well. It's going to be so much fun about this time next year where we get to watch all these guys um, hit the scene. And I, I encourage anybody to do a punt, accrue those 2023 firsts. They're still going to be, um, while they're somewhat expensive now, mm-hmm. a great value. They're gonna accrue so much more value over this season. So um, go check that out and reach out if you have any questions or comments about 2023 rookie trades. We also have a, a episode on how to do a 23 punt with Dynasty Zoltan. Yeah. Him and I are kind of the guys oh, to, to go to on that. And, uh, you know, like, it's interesting because I got that nine of them in Smash 3, and then I said something to you and Adam and so many other guys. If you guys have questions on those, if you guys want to dominate your draft in 2023, we will tell you how. Um, you know, and here's another fun episode. You know, it's like we, we talk about you want to listen to the industry. You want to listen to guys that are out there. Mung's a guy that I, you know, listen to all the time that when we're doing the podcast, sometimes, you know, we're both just vibing so much. And this is an episode uh, in our last episode, 99 problems, but a train ain't one where like John was just blown away by this clip. And I'm coming around more on more and more on Jalen Hurts as a long-term top 10 dynasty quarterback and and i need to continue to bump them up my dynasty rankings so yeah give me give me hurts and kittle here hey iron sharpens iron i'm coming around on trey lance like i feel like people think that we have to like one or the other because we, we what, debate what about it all the time right, right? <laughs> did we just become best friends no. <laughs> john break break it up here are you are you coming on that side as well yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I just, I'm still like reeling from the fact that we got dad over here pumping Trey Lance and, and <laughs> Mong. It's a role reversal. Out. Yeah, this role reversal. John, it makes me think of uh, one of our, one of the favorite movies that we were quoting there in the beginning, a little little Zoolander with Mugatu saying, what am I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills right now. You're taking crazy pills. Crazy pills. <laughs> you know, like that was just one of my favorite moments. Among, my favorite moment of all time with you on here was and my kids still harass me about it. He said, you know, I'm glad, Dad, you could come to the, the Dynasty Dad roast tonight. We're thankful that you're here, but not as thankful as those girls at the gym because now they can get their five-pound dumbbells. And that one still hurt, you know? Like, I'm considering going on the juice, trying to I may have to uh, post that clip, that mom <laughs> clip out on this thread here. <laughs> what can I say? I cut deep. <laughs> now, that one did hurt, you know? Like, I, I had to jump back in there. But, guys, I mean... This has become something that's just so enjoyable. It It's literally the bright spot of my week sometimes. And I get messages in the, the DMs. And guys, I mean, we'd be remiss if we don't encourage you guys to. Guys, our, our Patreon is tapped out. It is like maxed out 
for right now. But if you guys want in, we can we can make some some uh, some adjustments there. But like, there are guys that have reached out to me and they said, you know what, Dad? Like, I was going through this or I was going through that, and like this group chat, this podcast, this was something for me as like my escape from reality for an hour to think about fantasy football. And I, I encourage you guys, I mean, you know what, fantasy football is about community. I know so many people out there in the industry, like they just play the game, right? Like trying to, oh, well, if I didn't win this year, you know, you're paying, you paid 50 bucks and you're trying to win $300. If that's what you're doing it for, that's fine. But there's so much more out there. There's Scott Fishbowl. There's our Patreon chats. There's there's Smash Accept Leagues. There's just the amount of friendships that I have accumulated, not just from you guys and not just from other hosts, but the guys in the Patreon. I mean, there are guys that, that message me on a daily basis. There are guys that are out there just – it's just such an awesome community that we've created here, and I feel blessed to be such a part of it. Totally agree. Yeah. Just like I said, yeah. I mean, ahead, honestly, Mark. we we appreciate you guys, you know, for listening, subscribing, watching, because uh, you know, when, I'm blown away, quite frankly, when uh, Mike texts me every now and again about, you know, the listens that an episode has gotten. Because without that, for all I know, you know, I'm in a mental hospital somewhere, just talking to a wall for an hour you know, <laughs> about Trey Lance, laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so it, it, that that helps to to know that that uh, you know we really do appreciate that you guys um, listen and uh, yeah, of course you guys can DM us uh, for any questions you have, whether it's dynasty, redraft, or life stuff in general. And yeah, just thanks. Uh, can't believe we hit a hundred, and here's to the next hundred. I'm picturing Mung a la Jim Carrey from uh, Ace Ventura <laughs> running around in the tutu, just running around telling everybody about Trey Lance. But now we have a platform to do that, you know. And guys, I, Pope wrote that. He goes, Congratulations on the first hundred. Here's to the next hundred. Hope I'm on several more podcasts, you know. So, guys, I mean, we want to thank you so much for all the listeners, all the support, everything that you guys have given us over the, the last year and some change. John, I know you got some wisdom here to close us out, so hit it up. Just just everything that, that we've talked about, the cowbells, the trades galore, the dad jokes, the fun that we've had, it, it's all, <laughs> there it is, maybe one last, can we get one more cowbell going there, there we go, from that first episode that we played to now, it really has become way more than just a pod for me, more than just a hobby for me, and we, yes, we want to help you with your trades, but we also want to be there for you guys. I think that's worth something. I think some things are just bigger in, in life. And, and like you said, the community will always be why I do this. And if there's anything I could ever do for any of you guys, do reach out to me, whether that's helping you with the trade or helping with something in life or just, you know, chopping it up and, and hanging out. So I hope that you guys will continue to tune in. We, we love all that you guys bring for us and, and we do it for you. So really, I'll, I'll end with that one. Like, cheers to the next hundred, Dad. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the process.